Hello, hello, welcome to another episode of Guarding the Wellspring. I am your host, Jennifer. Oh boy, I am so excited to just dive right into this episode. It is, I think, a very powerful meditation, especially for those of us who are in very destructive and even abusive marriages. Um, We're looking at Isaiah 54, which is one of my favorite scriptures, and I just uh, hope and pray that this blesses you deeply, and so just get comfy. We're going to dive right into the scripture. I'm going to read the scripture in its entirety, and then I'm going to read through it again and offer my own uh, prayers and insights and meditations So this is definitely an episode you want to be somewhere you can really sink in and spend some time with the Lord and um, close your eyes and just really let the Holy Spirit speak to you. So without any further ado, just get comfy, take some deep breaths, relax, know that the Lord is here with us. Let us ask even now to Let us be attentive to your word, Lord, and we know that your word is useful for teaching and um, breathing life into us because this word is alive. So God, bring us to life and especially our battered and sometimes hardened hearts, Lord. Soften them and make your kingdom and your throne there in our hearts so that we can become the woman that you are calling us to be. Isaiah 54 Sing, O barren one, who did not bear. Burst into song and shout, you who have not been in labor, for the children of the desolate woman will be more than the children of her that is married, says the Lord. Enlarge the side of your tent, and let the curtains of your habitations be stretched out. Do not hold back, lengthen your cords, and strengthen your stakes. For you will spread out to the right and to the left, and your descendants will possess the nations, and will settle the desolate towns. Do not fear, for you will not be ashamed. Do not be discouraged, for you will not suffer disgrace. For you will forget the shame of your youth, and the disgrace of your widowhood you will remember no more. For your Maker is your husband. The Lord of hosts is his name. The Holy One of Israel is your Redeemer. The God, the whole earth, he is called. For the Lord has called you like a wife forsaken and grieved in spirit. Like the wife of a man's youth when she is cast off, says your God. For a brief moment I abandoned you, but with great compassion I will gather you. In overflowing wrath for a moment I hid my face from you, but with everlasting love I will have compassion on you, says the Lord your Redeemer. This is like the days of Noah to me, just as I swore that the waters of Noah would never again go over the earth. So I have sworn that I will not be angry with you 
and will not rebuke you. For the mountains may depart and the hills be removed, but my steadfast love shall not depart from you, and my covenant of peace shall not be removed, says the Lord who has compassion on you. O afflicted one, storm-tossed and not comforted, I am about to set your stones in antimony and lay your foundations with sapphires. I will make your pinnacles of rubies, your gates of jewels, and all your wall of precious stones. All your children shall be taught by the Lord, and great shall be the prosperity of your children. In righteousness, You shall be established, you shall be far from oppression, for you shall not fear, and from terror, for it shall not come near you. If anyone stirs up strife, it is not from me. Whoever stirs up strife with you shall fall because of you. See, it is I who have created the smith who blows the fire of coals and produces a weapon fit for its purpose. I have also created the ravager to destroy. No weapon that is fashioned against you shall prosper. And you shall confute every tongue that rises against you in judgment. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their vindication from me, says the Lord. Dear Jesus, thank you for this beautiful scripture, Isaiah 54, this beautiful story of your love and providence for us. God, help us to hear what you're saying to each of us. Give me, Lord, your Holy Spirit, that I may speak what you want me to speak. And may anything I speak in error or of my own volition just be erased from everyone's minds and memories, Lord. Don't let us remember it. But yet, let everything that is spoken by you through my lips or in our listeners' hearts or my heart, let it go deep, Lord, and let us remember that and come back to it and dwell on it. Lord, thank you for the gift of your word. We give you our hearts and our minds and our attention right now. Please speak, come Holy Spirit, and do your amazing work and shed your beautiful light and love on us. We are your daughters and your lovers. So dear friends, I'm going to read this scripture again, but this time I'm going to sprinkle it with my own prayers. And um, I just pray that it be a blessing for you. Sing, O barren one who did not bear, burst into song and shout, you who have not been in labor. Mm, This idea of being barren, not having had something beautiful to labor for, some of us have wanted children and not been able to have children. Some of us had children and had them taken away. 
Some of us are just feeling the sting of the barrenness of our union with our husbands. And that we don't have the gift and the opportunity to labor towards something good in our life. Lord, we claim this promise you're giving us now in all the various ways that we may be barren, that we have not been in labor. You are giving us a reason to sing and to burst into song and shout. Thank you, Jesus, for that. Just take a moment. Talk to the Lord about that. Where you're barren. Where you feel his call is. Where he's giving you the gift of singing and shouting for joy. And as always, if I'm moving on from a period of silence, but the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, please press pause. Do not continue on until you have gotten the download he's giving you. For the children of the desolate woman will be more than the children of her that is married, says the Lord. Enlarge the sight of your tent and let the curtains of your habitations be stretched out. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. For you will spread out to the right and to the left, and your descendants will possess the nations and will settle the desolate towns. Oh, Jesus, this is so beautiful. And what I hear in my heart is a promise for our homes and our families, but also a call to action. Enlarge the sight of your tent and let the curtains of your habitations be stretched out. Oh God, we repent for all of the ways that we have shrunk back in our lives, in our unions with our husbands and our families and in the physical space of our house. How often have we given up and reasonably so sometimes the energy has been so drained from us that we cannot do another thing but God has given us something here enlarge the side of your tent and let the curtains of your habitations be stretched out dear sisters let us enlarge ourselves our homes the presence of the gift of our hearts there of our feminine touch of the gift that we have to bring. For me personally, I sort of gave up in beautifying my home. And that has been one way the Lord has been calling to me. Um, and it's, it's difficult because one of the, the things my husband does is not appreciate that beauty, right? And often trampling my pearls into the dust. It seems every time I create a beautiful little section of the house, it's like the first place he wants to pile his coins and his papers and his car parts. <laughs> but the Lord is saying to enlarge that place, stretch out, do not hold back, 
and lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes, for you will spread out to the right and to the left. Sisters, we are being called and asked to step up. What are those areas where you're shrinking back? What are those areas where maybe your husband is stomping on your pearls? And the Lord is saying, uh-uh, no more. Spread out, stretch out, step up, put your stakes in the ground, and claim your right to create what God has given you in your heart to create. Now let's just take a moment. Talk to Jesus about this. Do not fear, for you will not be ashamed. Do not be discouraged, for you will not suffer disgrace. For you will forget the shame of your youth, and the disgrace of your widowhood you will remember no more. Oh, dear sisters, I just want to say, on behalf of myself and God's loving heart, I am so sorry for the fear and the shame and the discouragement and the disgrace that you have felt. But God tells you, you will remember it no more. Let him wipe it away. We've all, I think, probably done things that we regret. Um, The term is escaping me now. Um, I think it's reactionary abuse. Uh, And I think abuse is the wrong word. Um, But some of the things, some of the mire that our husbands have sunk down into and because we are united have pulled us into have brought out the worst in ourselves we have done things we're ashamed of we have responded to the things he has done in equally um, just unpleasant and shameful we have felt shameful ways but God is telling us You know, he came to take away our shame. He came to remind us that he loves us beyond all measure. And he would suffer and die on the cross so that we would remember that no more and see only the fact that he wants union with us. So dear sisters, let that begin to be our lived reality. Today, even today, I was struggling with some guilt and shame about how to spend my time and was it wrong to want to pick up a Starbucks and go shopping or should I come and meditate? And I realized it was, one, some guilt and shame being leveraged by the enemy, but also just in my own heart, not understanding that there's no condemnation now for those who are in Christ Jesus. He loves me. Of course, he would rather spend time with me meditating, which is ultimately what I decided to do. I'm here now. But there would have been no condemnation for me choosing the other way. What I realized was I would actually be more fulfilled spending my time meditating and rather than shopping and that's why I chose it but I almost chose 
chose it out of guilt and shame and I don't think I would have been as free and dear sisters forgive me I feel like I'm going on too much of a rant right now but Lord I just I thank you because I feel like you're calling us in this season of our life the path I want to walk with you ladies is really understanding how deeply loved we are and that is so freeing and the enemy wants to take that away at any and every turn he can so do not fear you will not be ashamed do not be discouraged for you will not suffer disgrace you will forget the shame of your youth whatever it is you're ashamed of you know the way I got together with my husband I feel like no wonder we've had issues. I didn't do it God's way. But you know what? That doesn't matter. God's in charge and he loves me and he can turn anything into good for those who are loved and called by him. You know why? Because your maker is your husband and the Lord of hosts is his name. The Holy One of Israel is your Redeemer. The God of the whole earth, he is called. How wild is that? That God wants to be our husband. Jesus, give us that too in this season. Help us understand how do we do that with you? Especially when our own earthly husbands, our own marriages are so fraught with I frankly, like the complete opposite of what you want marriage and, and a wife and a husband to look like. And teach us. Be our husband now. Heal that part of our heart. Ladies, have a date night with the Lord this week, okay? I don't care if it can only be five minutes. Do something and make it a date. Don't get caught up like I was earlier in the guilt and I have to meditate and it has to look this way. I am sitting outside amongst these amazing redwood trees and I hope you can't hear the cars too much in the background, but I'm at our local community college and there's birds and crickets and it's Sunday so there's no one here. It's beautiful. The sun is uh, on its way to setting. And, you know, you don't have to be in a church. Uh, spent some time with my Bible, but I also spent some time just creating some artwork. <laughs> and some time just laying and looking at the sky and talking to Jesus. I used to go on date nights. I would just go to a restaurant by myself and just tell the Lord, it's me and you. This is our date. So do something crazy. Do a different way of hanging out with him. Hang out with him like he's your husband this week. Whether it be five minutes, if you can do an hour, somehow get away from the husband, from the kids, from work, from the house, go somewhere different and just ask him, ask him to take you on a date, ask him to be in charge. And I just pray that magical, beautiful, amazing, romantic, heart healing things happen to you on that date. For the Lord has called you like a wife forsaken, 
and grieved in spirit. Like the wife of a man's youth when she is cast off, says your God. For a brief moment, I abandoned you, but with great compassion, I will gather you. In overflowing wrath for a moment, I hid my face from you. But with everlasting love, I will have compassion on you, says the Lord, your Redeemer. Oh boy, sisters, I know we're all going through so much and it feels like the Lord has abandoned us sometimes, that he's turned away in wrath and says for a moment here, but it's felt like quite a long time sometimes to a lot of us. And I just, Jesus, I claim that. I claim this for me and my sisters, that we will feel that everlasting love that you have for us, the compassion you have on us. We claim that. And I want you sisters to say that with me now. I claim, Jesus, I claim your everlasting love and I claim your compassion on me. And I claim your compassion on my husband as well. This is like the days of Noah to me. Just as I swore that the waters of Noah would never again go over the earth, so I have sworn that I will not be angry with you and will not rebuke you. For the mountains may depart and the hills be removed, but my steadfast love shall not depart from you, and my covenant of peace shall not be removed, says the Lord who has compassion on you. Again, Jesus, we claim this, this beautiful steadfast love. And I want you also, sisters, to focus this week on being aware of when you get sucked into guilt or shame and you forget his love for you. I want you to just claim that, write that somewhere. God's steadfast love shall not depart from me. I want you to write that down and post it somewhere in your house. O afflicted one, storm-tossed and not comforted, I am about to set your stones in antimony and lay your foundations with sapphires. I will make your pinnacles of rubies, your gates of jewels, and all your walls of precious stones. O afflicted one, storm-tossed and not comforted, oh, don't you feel that one? Don't you feel how often that's been true? But he is giving us a promise, another promise to claim. And Lord, I claim that now for myself, for my sisters, and for our husbands too. You are not going to leave us in this place. You are about to set our stones in antimony. Go ahead and Google that one. Look at that beautiful silver stone. Sapphires, rubies, some translations say turquoise and carbuncle. That's another one I had to Google. <laughs> what a beautiful image of this glittering, shining, beautiful, beautiful city. This city is us. This is our inner self, our heart. He wants us to just be shining and glittering and he is creating that and making that for us. And I claim that for this podcast, that we go on this journey, sisters, and we watch God do that in our lives and in our hearts and our minds and our marriages. 
all your children shall be taught by the Lord, and great shall be the prosperity of your children. Oh, Jesus, we, you know, you know our deep love for our children. What a beautiful scripture this is, Lord, and we, we beg you, yes, teach our children, give our children prosperity, shield them from all of the trauma that we're going through with our husbands or have gone through. Shield them from that. And while you work out this situation, give them great peace. Give them your presence and your heart. Lord, help us to teach them well and help us to just have wisdom and discernment on how to mother them, especially through this season. In righteousness, you shall be established. You shall be far from oppression, for you shall not fear, and from terror, for it shall not come near you. Yes, Jesus, yes, we claim this. Say this with me, dear sisters. I claim this verse. I will be established in righteousness. Say that with me. I will be established in righteousness, and my marriage will be established in righteousness. And if it cannot be, Lord, then take it. Take it because we will not put up with unrighteousness. We will be far from oppression and we will not fear and terror shall not come near us. Lord, only you know the oppression and the fear and the terror that all of us have faced. And even our husbands, Lord, I don't know about my sisters, but one reason why I hang in there is because I see the trauma in his heart, the oppression and the fear and the terror he has dealt with in his life. And I see how it has caused the things it has caused him to do in our marriage. And I just pray you take that away from him, but also you take that situation away from me and my sisters. I thank you for that promise, and more than a promise, it's also a call to action for us. That we do not accept that any longer. If there is oppression and fear and terror, we are taking moves now. We are enlarging those tent stakes. We are laying a foundation of rubies that we are not going to live that way anymore. You hate oppression and terror, Lord. And I thank you that we are entering this season where you are going to remove it from us and from our husbands and from our marriages. If anyone stirs up strife, it is not from me. Whoever stirs up strife with you shall fall because of you. Thank you, God. The strife in our marriages, the strife in our hearts, it's not coming from you. It comes from the world, the flesh, the devil, from ourselves, our sin, our husband, his sin. And it's not from you. We don't need to put up with it. We need to find a way out of it. And we need to not accept it any longer. And we claim that. See, it is I who have created the smith who blows the fire of coals and produces a weapon fit for its purpose. I have also created the ravager to destroy. Lord, it's all in your hands. All of it. 
is in your hands and we ask you to move in a mighty way in this season of our lives, God. No weapon that is fashioned against you shall prosper and you shall confute every tongue that rises against you in judgment. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their vindication from me, says the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, that no weapon that is fashioned against us shall prosper. Lord, we want to claim that for our marriages. We want our marriages to succeed. We want to become whole. We want our husbands whole. We want our husbands to be healthy in our unions, our marriages, our families, ourselves, our minds, our hearts. We want it to be healthy. We want all of these weapons that are coming against us to fall. And we thank you for this promise that they will. And sisters, this is another thing to focus on this week. Write this one down. No weapon that is fashioned against me shall prosper. That is another one to cling to as we go through life. What does that mean for how we respond and react to the things that happen? No weapon that is fashioned against us shall prosper. Let us take that deep in and react with that knowledge. Let us confute every tongue that rises against us in judgment. Jesus, give us wisdom and discernment in our lives, especially in this area. Thank you, Jesus, for the heritage you have given us as your servants. Let us be good servants. Let us love you and follow you and hear you and commune with you and be good wives to you. Teach us that. Teach us what a union is supposed to look like because of our union with you. And teach our husbands that as well. Thank you, Lord, for this time with you again. Anything I have spoken in error, may it be forgotten. And anything, Lord, that you have spoken with your Holy Spirit, may it go deep in our hearts and take root and flourish and grow and create the fruit of your love in the world. Thank you, Jesus, for this time. And please, if the Lord is speaking, keep talking to him. Don't let the end of this meditation be the end if it's not the end. And it's not. It's never the end, right? God is always speaking. Lord, continue to speak to us all day, all week, all month, all our whole lives, Lord. Let us be more and more attentive to your speaking in all the little moments in every day. We love you, Lord Jesus, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You are our life. Thank you. We love you. And we love your love for us. Amen. All right, my dear sisters, I sincerely hope and pray that that meditation uh, served you and helped you grow closer to the Lord and will continue to bless you as the week goes on. And, uh, I had to come back. I probably won't always add something at the end of the meditations, but I just had to share this story because something happened tonight with Raymond and um, 
it was kind of wild. God is amazing. He is moving and I know he's going to move in your lives too. Like, like I literally recorded the first meditation for this podcast today and I ended up needing to listen to it myself (laughs) tonight after an incident with my husband. And, um, yeah, I just, wow. I, I, God is, he's at the helm, you guys, he's fighting and he, he's pissed. Like he does not want us to live in this crappy situation. Like he wants good things for us. And, you know, as this podcast goes on, I'm very, very hopeful that I can get resources and experts to come on like Sarah McDougall and Sheila uh, from Bear Marriage Podcast. And, um, oh gosh, I know there's more, um, uh, oh, her name is like escaping me. Anyhow, there are so many, so many amazing women out there who are really starting to tear down this very destructive part of Christian culture that has really, really just allowed women to be abused, that has really made us feel like we need to stay in really bad situations. And there's people out there, and I really hope and pray that this podcast will be a drop in that ocean that's starting to form that lets us know that this is not okay with God. He wants us to be happy and fulfilled and treated well. And, um, and yeah, there's, there's just, I'm going to have to figure it out as we go along walking this line of, you know, loving and honoring God and doing it his way. But also like we cannot ignore the wisdom that has come out of psychology and domestic violence awareness. And God has given us brains and God has given us these amazing treasure troves of information in other fields that we do not have to ignore, that we should not ignore. He gave that to us too. He doesn't just give to us from the Bible and from Christian people. He created the whole world. He's continuing to breathe life into every human being on the planet. So um, I just want to, I just want to put this out there that I am scared of leading people astray. And I want you to know I'm not an expert. Like I am in the midst of my messy marriage. I am in the midst of a difficult situation and I am trying to find my way through. And I feel like I've gotten, like I've gained a fair amount of ground, like amazing things have begun to happen in my marriage. And I want to share that. And I want to create a space to find other women who are on the same journey. And I want to create a space to elevate these other women that I mentioned earlier that I've found that are doing amazing work. But I just want you to know that like, I'm in the midst of it too. And, uh, and you gotta, you gotta do your own praying. You gotta, 
you got to wrestle with God yourself, okay? Like, don't take anybody as an expert that you just swallow the pills they give, okay? Me, all of these new amazing women speaking out, and certainly not a lot of the toxic Christian stuff that's out there, and not earthly stuff that just completely ignores God's wisdom, right? The Holy Spirit has been given us so that we can walk a path with Jesus. He is the way and the truth and the life. Like we follow him. We have to wrestle with all these things in our life with him, not just imbibing stuff from people who say they have him. You have him. I have him. So all that is just kind of my legal warning, right? (laughs) But, um, So what happened tonight was, um, there was, there's a lot of inequality in my marriage. There's a lot of, uh, work, extra work that I do around the house and with our toddler. And I know that's a situation that's happening everywhere, not just in Christian marriages, but all over women carrying, shouldering more of the mental and emotional load. And if you haven't seen Emma's cartoon on that, Google Emma and mental load and uh, ah, phenomenal, more phenomenal stuff. But so I've begun trying to address that in different ways. And this morning there was an incident where I asked him for help to do something and he just straight up wouldn't. And I had to do it. And I was pretty pissed about it. And I started to address it this evening, he got home from work. He hadn't been home that long, but it just naturally, something came up in conversation that it was easy to just roll into. And so I did. And he completely just buckled like a complete, how do I say it? He was just unable to have any sort of conversation about it. He felt completely attacked. He said, I'm tired. I just got home from work. Do you want to argue right now? And in my mind, we weren't even arguing. I was letting him know about something that was not right and needed to change. And anyhow, he stormed off, took a shower and went to bed without saying anything. And it was lovely. It gave me an opportunity to turn on the meditation I did earlier. And wow, it just spoke so much to me. And I think the big thing was... um, I will create this thing in my heart that the Lord has given me to do. And you know what that is? It's that I will have a healthy marriage. I will have a partner who can communicate without storming off, who can hear and accept criticism and asking for more without crumbling, who can have a healthy discussion about my needs without feeling like an attacked victim. I am claiming my right for that. And I will have that. And no more. I He has got to deal with his issues. This is not my, excuse the language, this is not my shit. I had a therapist once recently that um, that was kind of her thing. Like, but she would say something smells like shit. She'd say, I know what my shit smells like and that's not my shit. That's your shit. And you need to deal with that. And that's what this is. We should be able to have a healthy conversation 
about something I need changed in our relationship because it's affecting me negatively without him taking it completely personally and storming off. And so, yes, you're going to have to figure out a way to deal with that. And if you can't, then this is not going to work for me. It's just not anymore. I'm just stepping up. I'm leveling up. And I am so excited to hear from all of you. Please find me on Instagram. It's guarding the wellspring. And um, reach out. Let me know how this episode affected you. Let me know how you're going to stop shrinking back and what areas of your life you're going to expand. Let me know. Let me know where are you fed up and where are you going to just lay your stake in the ground and say no more. Let me know how your date night went. Let me know how you struggle with guilt and shame and not really living deeply in the fact that God loves you more than anything else. He's not worried about anything. He just loves you. Okay, sisters, I could go on and on, but I'm not going to. We got, we got time, girls. We got time. I will be here every week. I'm so grateful for you for trusting me with your heart, for joining me on this journey, and have a blessed week, and I'll be praying for you.